Welcome to Mindfulness in Sport by Quality Mind, where we connect you to the latest science, technology, and modern day tools so that you can dream it, live it. Whether you're an elite athlete, an aspiring athlete, a coach, a parent, or anyone who wants to get more out of your sport and life, we can help you get there. Learn more about the Quality Mind free app and proven techniques to help you harness the power of your mind. With your hosts, professional footballer Sean Higgins and a mind mentor who has worked with elite athletes around the world, Richard Maloney. Welcome back to Mindfulness in Sport podcast. And yes, we're here for episode number two. I'm your host, Sean Higgins, joined again by Rich. G'day, Rich. Hello, Higo. Good to be back. Good to be back and good to really get stuck into it. And today we alluded to it at the end of the first episode, but today we really are looking at what is mindfulness, how do we get there, and why is it so important, particularly in today's sporting environment, but also the landscape of the lives that we live. And it's going to be a jam-packed episode, some great discussion, um, and something that is so prevalent in sport today and getting really good buzz particularly over the last few years is mindfulness rich and and mindfulness in sport is why we're here and and let's tap into what it actually is well it's a buzzword around the world isn't it it is yeah i mean uh, working with engage and grow every hr manager now is talking mindfulness and business leader really what do you think that is do you think we've exhausted most other avenues i think particularly in sport from the physical point of view everything is so finely tuned it's like okay how where where can we get our edge and and what else can we explore definitely that definitely that sports scientists today are unbelievably fantastic yeah i mean they have stretched in my opinion they're looking for the one percenter so now the mind in particular because people are crashing you know the, the the early draft picks you get, they get pressure, and uh, and then they crash, and so the return on investment for the club's uh, spend and recruitment costs are uh, paramount. So when one goes down, you know, really the biggest impact is team performance, team success because of one or two that go down, um, and it's all about pressure management, in my opinion. And let's be honest, some of the biggest names in sport worldwide are tapping into this area, aren't they? Particularly over the last three to four years, but particularly on the US front, there's some big names in the mindfulness space and whenever they achieve greatness or team success, it's one of the first things mentioned. Well, you're only as good as how you see and how you feel and how you really get through the day, aren't you? So it starts and finishes with the mind. But in, the, in our day, I mean, when I came through school, there was no discussion on mindfulness whatsoever. It wasn't even a discussion on how to manage your emotions. Uh, you just got yourself in trouble. You ended up in the... Uh, in, in the principal's office and you get caned. I used to get caned. Can you believe that? <laughs> you are old. <laughs> 44 years of um, gracious aging. Um, but it's just no awareness back then. Nothing. And so I just love the fact that, well, we're working with kids, but the whole world's waking up to the power of the mind. And mindfulness really is really, and you talk about the how, I mean, in my opinion, it's really just been completely focused on one thing at once. Yeah. You know, if I put my finger up right now and just raise it in, in, in six inches from my face and I just stare at that finger, uh, that is mindfulness. You're just being fully present in the present moment now where most people are not. So focus for you is the key component to what is mindfulness? 
Well, it's yeah, that's what uh, that's my that's exactly right. So meditation allows you to learn where your focus is going. Yep. And so, um, let's be honest. Like when I grew up, I had I would definitely have been put in that a pigeonhole with a kid with attention deficit disorder. Yep. I mean, I was bored to death in school. And that's you. You sit over there, uh-huh. and that's done. We can't do anything about that. Yeah, that's right. And the more that I really loved the teacher, the more I got engaged. But if I didn't love the teacher, I fell out very quickly and I was bored and I was causing problems and then I was shit-stirring everyone else. Yeah. And so always on my report card was, has the ability but doesn't apply himself. Yeah. Maybe I wasn't engaged. Yeah. But then my mind's quick. My mind's erratic like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I think quick, I act quick, I'm, 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 I'm impulsive. Uh, so mindfulness has allowed me to slow the hell down. Um, and if I quickly can revert to meditation for a second, when I first started selling meditation 10 years ago, it was a, you know, you look like a tree hugger, but I said to my partner, Chris, and I said, I'm going to do this for six months to see if I change and what happens. And sure enough, my, I became less emotional. I wasn't erratic as such, less reactional, reactionary. And so I started to see my mind slow down because I was training it. Right, so I was training an erratic mind to slow down. So, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And another reason why we we say the buzzword, but word, but why it's so popular at the moment as well, and hopefully this is just scratching the surface, is because we are just dipping our toe in the water in some aspects, mm. and it's it just doesn't lie. It's there, and you see benefits, you feel benefits, um, and you can create the new you by through meditation and through mindfulness but once people put their foot into the water it's almost like well i've got a taste of it now i just need more so that's probably what happened with you right tell us about what you think mindfulness is yeah well mindfulness for me it's it's the awareness piece and you you say the focus and and maybe we're talking about the same thing and we just label it differently but awareness is huge for me it's a little bit like you mentioned when you were a kid at school or um, you know what was happening decades ago is we were just we were living with no awareness of what we were doing or for me personally when I started out my football career I was just playing mm. things that happened pressure would come results would happen I would play well I would play p- poorly and I would just think that's it okay so I'd just react to that situation move on to the next one move on to the next one with no awareness of what was actually happening, how I was feeling, how I was acting, the thoughts that were going on in my head, what my mm. environment was telling me. Um, and that really is what mindfulness is for me. It's having that full awareness that allows me to run on that excitement and that raw energy that you mentioned you had when you were a kid. Mm. And so um, what's the first steps for you? How did you first under like? What, 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 how did you get there? What was the first step? Like if you're an athlete now at that age, yeah, what would you be doing? Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. It's as simple as just the basic meditation that you mentioned um, earlier on. Like that would be enough to get that taste and dip that toe into the water that allows you to become aware that there's something more out there. And, and it's a little bit of a contradiction. We say more out there, but it's actually stripping back less of you to release more of you, isn't it? It's, it's the cleaning down, which we spoke about in the first episode that is so important for me and, and my football and um, 
allowing me to solely focus on and have the awareness and the energy to to do what I do, and that's football, but also the mindfulness in in my everyday life. So, as simple as ten to fifteen minutes of meditation a day would be enough for the everyday athlete, professional, semi-professional, local level to get started and i can guarantee they'll they'll see benefits so maybe our next episode would be i'd love to walk you through your success habits yeah in our next episode so you know right from the minute you wake to the minute you fall asleep and the whole way through the week to performing on the weekend is that okay let's lock it in episode three so so then because we talked about the how i think that was really relevant just the 10 15 minutes to begin with because even people freak out with the word meditation yeah you know it's like well i think you're floating up in the, in the stars really isn't it or um. yeah exactly exactly but even just getting really clear on what you want and how you want to go about your day mm. and having that focus and that awareness of how we're actually living and why we're living mm. um really really key yeah so the mindfulness factor going back to that for a second so you're saying it's awareness of being mindful and then you're saying to to begin with do a 10 or 15 what if people haven't got patience for 10 or 15 minutes of meditation if you can grab literally 10 seconds 30 seconds a minute of sitting there in your chair whether it be in the car in bed before you get up at your desk of just mindfulness breathing watching the breath Mm. focusing on your heart space Uh, and we might spend an episode as well talking about the impact mm. that the heart has, but just bringing your focus to one point, which you mentioned, the sensations in your feet if you're standing there. Mm. This is all mindfulness, and you know there's some there's some great mindfulness activities and tips out there of you know in the shower, cleaning your teeth, that being a hundred percent present and enjoying the now is is a great form of mindfulness, and it really does snowball because it can be as simple as six mindfulness breaths in the morning leads to repetition throughout the day so going back to you as a young footballer your mind would have been going quite erratic yes reactive very reactive so so mindfulness would have been you were just out of controlness it would have been yeah the mind was i was i was 100 percent caught up in the noise and the self-talk that was taking place, how I was performing, um, external. So you're like trapped. Yeah. Yep. That's sort of where we're going, isn't it? Yep. Until you started to listen, I guess, or, or, or go within. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go go within and and become less attached to everything externally. Mm-hmm. So then... <clears throat> Okay, and we can talk about it next week because we're going more into your habits. Yep. Right? So what? But, are, is, but that is a little bit of the how. So you know, mm. we're, we've touched on the how and we've touched on the what. But what about you, the benefits? Yeah, exactly the why. And this, you know, I'm curious to find out from you, but because you've seen this through many athletes, both football and and other sports as well. But why is it so important and why do you see benefit for someone like me as an athlete to tap into this space? So, so everything that I want to offer 
just for the listener is just homegrown models that, that I've worked through over the last 15 years with athletes and myself and with executives and clients and kids and mums and dads. So this isn't designed specifically for athletes, but just know that these are strategies and activities that <clears throat> I've just proven out with with uh, what works and what doesn't work. Yep. And so uh, I guess the benefits quite simply is y- your energy. It's just simply energy. Um, your mind has unbelievable amounts of energy to offer you, but we've all basically thought it's the body. The body has huge amounts of energy. That's why you sleep, eat, and look after yourself and rehabilitate, and your body has that, but then your mind has, in my opinion, equal amount of energy to unleash. It's about how do you unleash that. Now, if you aren't being mindful, I mean, if you've been the opposite of mindful and you're really going into that anxiousness, then you're, you're, you're depleting your energy systems. I mean, that's, in my opinion, common sense a little bit because you're probably more emotional, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. And in the fear, in the worry of the past and in the worry of the future, mm-hmm. and I reckon that's where you used to be a lot, in the yep. future, maybe? Uh, you play yeah, a few, definitely, few definitely, games? Definitely in the future. Mm-hmm. And I think, to, sorry to jump in there, but a lot of athletes are, and early days it's almost the, that's the natural response because everything's critiqued, everything's criticised, you're constantly chasing something, mm. whether it be the next training session, whether it be a gym session, whether it be PBs on the running track, whether it be the game, coaches review, players review, mm. living up to your expectations, maybe family expectations for some people, coaches' expectations. Everything is feels like it's getting judged and that at some stage I will get there or I will tick that off and – and that's the living in the future rather than coming back to the now, which mindfulness gives us, and experience and feeling and tapping into that energy, which that energy is always there, isn't it? We, mm-hmm. we have to strip it all back to let that come forward. Mm-hmm. It's like an, uh, a water reservoir. You go out and uh, put the two sticks on the ground. You know how you get the yeah. st- t- sticks that vibrate? Find the energy. Well, you're finding the water in the in the in the reservoirs within the ground within the earth, right? And yep. then you found it, and then it doesn't stop. Yeah, it just flows out like oil. Yeah, that's that's the way I see when you tap into the true essence of activating your mind. You do get a release of energy, but then how do you make sure that that's consistently flowing? It's entirely up to where you put your energy. Your focus goes. Your energy flows. Um. So. So I guess <clears throat> the other benefits are, well, you're going to play more consistently, right, which is critical to team success, uh, and, uh, and you, you heal your body quicker. Yeah. Because you've obviously, if your mind is stressed, your body's stressed, in my opinion. And so that's why we, we in, my, in my world, it's the more energy you're depleting, the more the, the low, the, the poor, your, your decisions are poorer. Your energy's lower, you fatigue, you get yourself in dumb situations and the rest flows on. So if I could go back on something you just said then that resonates with me and really was the catalyst for this program and, and me becoming intrigued in this area is that when the mind's stressed, the body's stressed. In other words, when the mind's under pressure, the body will become under pressure and ultimately break down, which is where I was at. Mm-hmm. You were. 
Mindfulness in Sport is proudly brought to you by Quality Mind. Download the free Quality Mind app today if you're interested in learning more about mindfulness and further creating the life you've always dreamed of. Simply download the free Quality Mind app from the App Store or Google Play today or visit qualitymindglobal.com and take our free 60-second performance scorecard questionnaire today to find out how well you're going when it comes to being mindfully balanced. And so what I think the new world of high performance is, Higo, is what we've tapped on and what you now understand, led to believe and have thrashed that out yourself and seeing in other athletes, is that power of the mind aspect of the impact it has on on your consistency and your and your body. Yeah. So let me just tap maybe tap on the six stages. Yep. Mm. And so the way I see the world is is a very simplistic format to understand mindfulness. And I call this the six stages of mindful alignment. And so the first stage is is usually well, there's always a there's I mean we have ninety thousand thoughts a day. Roughly seventy to ninety thousand thoughts a day. Now ninety percent of them are from yesterday's thinking. Yep. You're still concerned for it, right? So it, the first stage is the thought goes in. What is that thought? Is that thought I'm not good enough? Is that thought uh, I have a fear-based thought? Is it a positive? Whatever it is, but if it's a fear-based thought to some degree, you're always going to get a sensation afterwards, which is stage two. And so this is becoming mindful. So understanding the thought that's going through your head, and it's usually in the background, in the far shadows of your mind sometimes, and it's very hard to hear. So that's why the second stage is so important. You'll get a sensation in your upper body. And if that thought is um, derogatory to yourself to some degree, you're going to get a sensation in your throat, in your chest, in your head. You'll be clenching your fist. You'll have a huge deep breath, and you'll know that there's a thought in there. So there's your trigger. Are you with me? Yep. And so what happens is because the thought goes in so quick, sometimes you can't pick it up, but the sensation's the next trigger, which is your first alarm bell to know that you're actually depleting your energy systems and you're not mindful. Okay, you're actually heading into um, an emotional stage because the third stage is you actually get yourself into a mood or a funk or whatever you want to call it. And so if you stay there for long enough in that bad sensation and that thought ringing through your head, you go into that mood. As I said, in the fourth stage is you can then go into anxiety which means it's just got momentum. So you haven't been able to stop that thought and that feeling because the fifth stage could, you can turn into a panic attack. Yep. It's just overroaring sensation in your body. All from number one, which was a thought. Yeah, or number two, because sometimes um, your body can be triggered, Yep. like a smell of perfume or whatever. So your body can go, shit. But it's always the thought that comes in at the same time. This is the way I see the world. Right? With the sensation. Yep. That's right. So one or two or two or one or both together. Yep. So once you figure out that the sensation's in. So anyway, so that's stage five is panic attack. And yep. stage six is you can roll yourself into, after long term, into depression. Yep. Which is compression of the mind. Uh, which means you're completely off track, obviously. Otherwise, you wouldn't be feeling so poor. So if you roll it all the way back, it's either one or two, stage one or two. So if you can get in there and reframe that thought to reframe the feeling, usually you're going to get yourself out of the funk. And, and so you can, um, you, you're more or less, you're becoming mindful then, right? Yep. So most people don't understand that they are in full control of their thinking. So if we just recap mm. those six stages again, one is the thought, two, the sensation, Three would lead then to the mood. Mm -hmm. Four, anxiety could lead to five being a panic attack and six, ultimately the the deepest for for many people, which is depression. And 
if you if we talk a little bit more about those six stages, for me, that's why awareness is so important because mindfulness gives me the awareness of stage one and two that if I'm triggered by a sensation or if I can sit back and be aware of the thoughts that are going on in my head because they're there constantly. Mm. I mean, you, you said 90,000 thoughts a day. We're constantly talking to ourselves whether we know it or not. Mm-hmm. So becoming more mindful is becoming more aware is now I'm catching and I'm being aware and present with the noise and the talk and the Mm self-talk and the thoughts that are going on in my head and then ultimately leading to the sensations and how I feel and the sensations then impact my energy as a player. Mm -hmm. So that's why focus and awareness, but awareness for me is just it's a trigger word for me to bring me back to, okay, what, what am I telling myself? What am I feeling? And is that aligned to the person, the player, the outcome that I want? Mm-hmm. And if it is, great. I'll continue to tap in and build that and build that excitement. And if it's not, okay, well, let's change it. That's why I'm really looking forward to the next episode because you have choices now of where you put your thinking, right? Yep. And so then you get, you, you get the feeling which creates low energy or high energy because yep. that's where energy starts, right? With the thought and the feeling. And so um, the old Sean, we can talk about next week as well. Yep. And obviously the new success habits, maybe we call it the success habits. Yep. Uh, in in particular in this area, then at some stage I'd love to go further and understand, get, help our listeners get to the point where they can understand who's who's in their head. Yep. You know what what where the where you need to put your focus. And so that's a whole other discussion for another day. But. Yeah, I look forward to that because that's been a that's been a long time in in the making for me. But really, is how I live day to day, and and tap into that to to reach my optimal performance and and outcome. So we touched on it briefly, but I also I just want to go recap a little bit on the now, and particularly around the anxiety. Is all athletes anxiety is prevalent in athletes whether they want to admit it or not and constantly there there's this constant feeling of anxiety and mm. you just roll on the spectrum a little bit but um maybe maybe chat to to me and and the listeners about the impact of not living in the now so mm-hmm. has on the ang- the anxiety and and our feelings and sensations of either living in the past and yep. getting caught up with what happened mm. or like me early days living too much in the future so performance anxiety is a natural part of elite sport it's about how much momentum in the wrong way you get and how you manage it in preparation for the performance right so the whole week and so in my eyes uh the success of your performance is 70 to 80 percent of that is everything you do off field yep okay so the the key to this is what you've mentioned, and again, this is a whole podcast, right, for another day, but it's about the mastery of the mind is how much you stay in the present moment. Because if you're in the past, you go usually into grief. Yep. It's usually the emotion that you might get because you've looked at yourself, you've judged yourself, and there's some element of, and if, you, if, if any of the listeners are listening to this and they agree with me now, do something now and listen, feel the sensation in your body. As soon as you go back to a time, where you let yourself down or there's an element of anxiety and go to that memory right now, if you're listening, do it. It's a really powerful exercise and feel where you get the, the sensation in your body and you can actually put your hand on it. So you start to get, you start training yourself 
on on is that the right thought, right? So you're in the past, you're thinking uh, negative stuff and judging yourself. And if you're in the future, you usually have an ang- an element of anxiety, like the game's coming up. Yep. There's anxiety, and so how do you? So that's fine. You can you've got to understand that we're emotional beings, but then you've just got to pair it all back to the mastery of life. And this, quite simply, is if you can conquer this, you've conquered everything. <laughs> it's so difficult for a lot of people. Yeah. Especially elite athletes. Yeah. Because there's so much going on. We, you've mentioned about 10 things before. You forgot about media. You forgot about your parents and your yeah. friends and then yeah. your partner and finances and contracts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just adds up. So usually if you think about all the issues you had last year, this time last year, did many of them come true? Probably not. No. But we have this- We made them up. We, well, it's we, right. We, I'm throwing you in the boat. <laughs> I, I, I made them up. Well, you do, right? Yeah. Because our mind is is designed to be safe. Yeah. And I'm really excited about getting to that. Now I want a whole episode on that one. Yeah. Yeah, well, I look forward to that. But it's it's a it's a really it's a really good chat. I mean, mindfulness is it can be complex, but really at the at the core of it and the essence is being in the now, having the focus and having the awareness and yeah. um and that really what it is. We we touched on the how and the why, which is which is so important for athletes, and and once you know what it is, practice it. There's nothing more important than taking action. Yeah, and so a lot of you out there will go, okay, well, how? All right, so we've designed an app which you can tap into, which allows you to be more mindful. Yeah, it's as simple as that. And this podcast isn't about the app so much, but we just want to help you get there quickly. Yeah, uh, because you can learn all you want, and we do live in the age of knowledge, but people are now living in the age of. Um, Taking the knowledge to the next level, you've got to activate on everything you're learning, which is obviously why you're on the podcast and why we're excited to share. Well, awesome stuff, Rich. It's a good chat, really good icebreaker, and a lead into what we're going to ch- chat about next next week in episode three, which is what did you call it? Habits, success habits of Sean Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we uh, everyone joins in for that. I, I'm looking forward to it. I need to to work and, and <laughs> jot down and um yeah the mindfulness is has been huge for me there's some some great pointers in there mate um 10 minutes a day maybe 30 seconds in the morning of breathing let's get our listeners doing that for a week and and see how they feel and also i'd love to hear from our listeners we've got a uh, an instagram page mindfulness and sport You'll find us there and obviously message us if there's any questions you have or uh, if you're an elite athlete or an aspiring elite athlete that maybe want to join us one day, we could probably Zoom you in or hook you in. Yep. But uh, we want to hear from you so we can help you uh, evolve in this area. So the more we know about you, the more questions you have, the more powerful this podcast sessions will be. Good work, Rich. Well, that's us for another week. I look forward to episode three and I'll see you next week, mate. Good stuff. Good job, mate. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Mindfulness in Sport. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Download the free Quality Mind app today and visit qualitymindglobal.com to learn more. Also follow Sean and Richard via the Mindfulness in Sport Instagram page today.